All right, everybody. Well, it's a podcast. Yay. Thank you. I'm Matt Marr, and I'm, I just realized, is your last name Musto or Musto? You could say Musto. Well, what how, if you said What Musto? does your mom say? We, my, my mom says Musto, but I feel like the people in the land where I'm from say Musto. So okay. No offense to them, but we'll say Musto. But people must love me. Love you. Mm-hmm. So I'm here with Daniel Musto, um, who's my neighbor, mm-hmm. who became my friend from Don McCoy. Episode five, I believe, from beautyfrosting.com. Yeah, we love Don. We love Don. We love Don. So I'm having like this great, great, like, ooh, I kicked the mic. The great, uh, just like neighbors who do stuff. I mean, it is LA, so a lot of people do this kind of stuff. Yeah, we do what we need to do and we talk about we it here. And we do. We do. So that's how, I mean, that's how. The we first met. time we actually met, uh-huh. if I'm correct was at Dawn's house at her blogger party. Because in L.A., people have blogger parties. We're like <laughs> bloggers who like just post no things blogger. that other people do, get together, and talk about all the things that they posted that other people did, which is... I think that is. They're like yeah. editors. Oh, it was. I guess it's like an editor party of, kind of now. So we met there, and neither of us were one of these girly bloggers. And I know. Yes, one. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. When it Dawn was quick. Part- you were coming, and I was going out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Because when Dawn has party, Dawn has parties. Oh, yeah. She doesn't mess with I'm never, I can't ever imagine her having just, oh, I'm just going to throw no. a little thing together. She has like anthropartages. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like in anthropology for the day. Yes. Yes. She, uh, I mean, she has people. I'm like, oh, it's just your birthday party. She's like, yeah, I'm going you know, to have a task, grab it there, mm-hmm. serving wine. I'm like, what? She's like, Prince is performing his greatest hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Beatles are back from the dead. <laughs> it's going to happen at Don McCoy's uh-huh. party. She's going to listen to this and laugh because we're correct. Um, but tell me, so I realize, you know, you're one of the few, um, which is exciting as I go along with the show. Like, I know you, we're friends, but I don't know you super, super well, mm-hmm. actually. And so that's exciting for me because then I feel like I can find out a little bit about you along with the audience. So I don't, because I really, where are you, are you from LA? I'm from New Jersey. I've been oh. here 11 years. I moved from New Jersey when I was 18. Oh, wow. So I grew up in like, they call, we call them mountains in New Jersey, but once you get to California and see what mountains really look like, those are actually rolling hills. That's what we say in Oklahoma, the Arbuckle Mountains, they're very small. Exactly. So from there, everyone has a horse and a goat where I'm from, where you live on property that had horses and goats like 10 years New prior. New Jersey's like that? This sounds like mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah, near Pennsylvania. It, there's one, so it's like one stoplight, lots of dirt roads, everything's far. Oh. Like not having a license and a car. So there were a lot of gay stinks. people there for you to relate to. Yeah, tons of gay people just everywhere. Like, <laughs> just for every, every cow, there's a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> riding the cow. Right, riding the cow. No, it, it was definitely like you're, you're um, cow tipping more than making out. Wow. Wow. So did you like growing up there? Did you- it was okay. I mean, I love my family, but I needed to get out. And I figured when I was 18, why not move somewhere that's warm and more beautiful mm-hmm. than here? So I moved to LA. Well, so when you move... Oh, go tell people a little bit what... Oh, like what I do? Yeah. Tell me well, what they do. call me a celebrity stylist and fashion mm-hmm. expert. That's what the media likes to call me. But I just feel like I put clothes on people and make them feel good. Oh, and there you and go. sometimes they're famous. And... I, I'm, I, I'm admittedly not much of a star fucker unless you say you dress Carol Burnett, then I'll freak out. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> damn it. Uh, Shirley Jones, I dressed for her book so, cover, but that's Okay. It. That well played. <laughs> I just watched Oklahoma the other, it's my favorite musical ever. I heard she's really, really Christian or not Christian. That sounds bad. Cause Christian people are awesome. She's a very sweet but She's like a little, Oh good. Cause I heard she was like a little crazy, like, no, I didn't get oh, crazy. Good, at her. good, good. She good. was very calm, sweet. And I think it, we had like almost a little like a flirty romance with each other, which was really sweet. Oh, 
Well, she's Laurie. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's Laurie from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Who else, you know, for, for the... Who have I dressed? Well, my first big client in L.A. was Paula Abdul for American Idol. So oh I was doing God. that when I was like 20, 21. In American Idol? Yeah, like there was an wow. American Idol finale where her, she used to clap. If you remember, like, yeah, like a platypus. Yeah, I'm clapping with my fingers out, everybody. Jake Anthony. And she had really expensive platinum rings on and they would smash because they were so soft. And they would smash her fingers down flat. And I'd have to like go on a live show, like under the judge's desk, I would be under there with Vaseline, like lubing her fingers and yanking the rings off while like I'm sitting on Simon's shoes, like crazy at 20 years old. This is what I'm doing. So like she was a big one. And then when I was an assistant, I was like working on Melrose place on the CW and I went to London with the Spice Girls. And then when I started booking my own big gigs, oh yeah, Spice Girls was fun. Wow. The best time was when all five of them cornered me in London when we were shooting a commercial. And we, like, had spent four full days together, like, no sleep. Like, you are friends. It's like slumber party friends. Like, if they saw you on the street, do you think they would say hi? Oh, yeah. I still talk to them, most of them, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. A baby Spice just uh, private tweeted or direct messaged me, like, two days ago that we miss each other. She's a doll. Because I found a singing Baby Spice doll at Goodwill when I was waiting to, for my car to get clean. And I, like, played it, and, like, it was talking. And I'm like, it's like you're here. <laughs> and she goes, I'm always there, heart, heart, heart. She's a doll. Like, she's the best. But, so Spice Girls happened, went to London. They all cornered me once when we were buddies, and they were like, if you could be any Spice guy, which one would you be? That's pretty Ginger, good. Ginger Spice cornered me. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, how do I tell you when you're all staring at me? And I remember Victoria was like, oh, fuck it. You know you'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> And stormed off. I'm like, well, she answered the question for me. I went, we went and saw them at Staples Center when they... Mm-hmm. Like, I was working that time with them. Um, and I loved... And I don't mean this as a dig. I mean, I love that know, know, know who you are. Mm-hmm. I love that they all sang like their own like solo song, like Ginger Spice. Mm-hmm. I think, isn't it Ginger Spice that sing for Bridget Stone's art? She sang a cover of It's Raining Men. Yeah. I mean, that shit was gay. It was. There were rainbows. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There were rainbows shooting uh-huh. out. I was on the last row, last row with like three of my queer dears mm-hmm. and literally was just going out of my mind. I just, it was so awesome. But anyway, um, I love that Victoria Beckham, she didn't sing a solo. She just did a motherfucking catwalk. Uh-huh. She just rose up, walked in this beautiful outfit, and then walked back. And that's all that she did. And I'm like, good for you. The thing about her being British is that she could be campy with it all. They love the word. If it's they camp, it's, if it's camp, it's awesome. So she was campy about it. And she's like, I'm not going to sing one of those songs that, didn't, that the label made me record. I'm just going to do a walk. It was cool. I'm good for her. Yeah, so that was a fun time in my life. And then it's I like, grew up, and uh, I like style big NBC shows now, like Fashion Star, and I um, have my private clients. And then I get to, because of Fashion Star putting me in front of the camera, I've now, in the past like three years, been able to like do makeovers and talk shows. And I had my own web series with the producers of Project Runway for a while. And I just wow. get to do all different things where I get to influence more than just the person I'm dressing. That's cool. Which is Did, cool. So has fashion always been a thing for you? Yeah, since I'm, my mom says like I would always critique what she was getting dressed in as like at three years old, I had an opinion. But my most vivid childhood memory is probably because we were at the mall six days a week, is the mall with my mom. Like in the stroller, I get my candy, my sour candy and my bag from Candy Co. at the Woodbridge Mall in New Jersey. And we would just walk through the mall. And I remember like Macy's vividly. I remember Contempo Casuals like because oh, okay. it was also sparkly and colorful. I remember grabbing and touching and... So, you know, when little kids like steal stuff and stick it in the stroller, I was probably that kid. Oh my God. So I remember all that. And then I started designing costumes for the dance team at my high school. Cause I was one of the captains that handled the hip hop choreography. And like after designing 50 costumes, 
per number for shows, I was like, oh, this is, could be a job because I should be being paid for this because this sucks. Because <laughs> it sucks doing it for free. Mm-hmm. And so you just came to California. Did you just start working for people? No, or? I went to Fitum downtown. And then, um, thank you for the wine. Um, I went to Fitum downtown. And now, 10 years later, I, I spoke at the Staples Center at graduation for 18,000 people and got really nervous. Oh I was God. really nervous. But I, like, I had a whole spiel that I was supposed to say. And I wasn't really supposed to go off like what I was supposed to talk about. And just looking at the huge crowd, like the entire Staples Center, I'm on stage. I'm all alone at the microphone talking. The words, I feel like Lady Gaga right now, left my mouth and entered the microphone. And then the huge speakers of which Lady Gaga sings to. So it was really cool. And then to hear the applause after I say something like that was huge too. Wow. It was cool. It was great. I actually just, my my new reel of all my footage Mm -hmm. just was finished yesterday by a great editor named Daniel Hoffman killer if you ever need somebody she's amazing um and she i like i had the audience applause one more time when i was done and that's how my my real closes with that footage of the audience just like going crazy it's fun to see because when you're doing it it doesn't feel like it's happening so fitham is what a four-year program two years with an optional two years in addition if you do the um, so did you have to learn how to sew through that, I or was supposed to learn how to sew. I don't and know then I, what it I is. I actually started fashion design and cried myself to sleep because I couldn't sew. I couldn't make patterns. I'm not a mathematical person. I can add numbers. I can here, do here. receipts like in my sleep. But when it comes to like Pythagorean theorems and all that bullshit that we learned in high school, mm-hmm. it just goes away. So I ended up changing from fashion design to visual communications, which is everything from like styling to billboard design to store design, just doing things that are more visually stimulating and on a larger scale than actually designing the patterns for clothes. Mm. So now I get to have seamstresses where I bring them fabric. I show them some inspiration. I sketch really poorly and then they make what I need. Works for me. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Make you a dress. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Hey, I will have you design cabaret. We don't. (laughs) We don't have the budget, Jake. Don't get excited. <laughs> I know he's listening going, ooh. I don't do that. Um, I feel like there was something else I was going to ask you. It'll come remember. to you. It'll, it'll come to me. We have time. And, oh, Sophie's saying hi. That's okay. um, I know. She loves guys. She's like her daddy. She's just sick of you. She's glad there's another she human She's in like, here. oh, yeah. All right. She she's like, anyone. daddy bathed me today, and now I'm going to go be a slut. She's queen. Well, <laughs> my father like dog. <laughs> well, all right then. So, oh. Yeah, sorry, I just popped on the mic. Mm-hmm. But oh, now I remember what I was going to say. The reason why, because I always try to let people know like why I have people on, because I don't want to have just people that are celebrities or famous or what. I mean, that's awesome, but I want to try to have people that I think could offer help. And so I think that being a stylist, mm-hmm. your job is not to is to have your own sense of style, but be able to see the person for who they are, recognize their mm-hmm. style and fit them to that style. Mm-hmm. So I've thought, well, then that I thought would make you a good question answerer because you're able to put, I would imagine you had to put yourself in their shoes all the time. I become the person. Yeah. And probably sometimes you really do wear their shoes. I literally, yeah, no. there's a, <laughs> on my reel, there's me putting on Juliana Rancic's Giuseppe Zanotti's because we're the same size. <laughs> Were they pretty on your feet? The gorgeous. <laughs> they look great with my baggy jeans <laughs> and blazer. Have you ever done drag? You haven't, have no. you? You're like actually, you're way more masculine than I am. I'm a, I like being a boy, but I mean, yeah, like, I too, but. if there was a large audience of people that wanted to see me do that, and we would have fun with it and think it was hilarious, and we could do it well, I'd be in. But you're pretty, like, you're really dude. 
You I'm really a, are. I'm a boy. I like being yeah. a boy. Yeah, I do too. But I, I, too, also, but I also, you know, really gay. <laughs> I was doing a runway walk like a drag queen on my back patio for some friends after a few bottles of wine. Well, there you go. I just can't see you like a spider jumping on you, you screaming like a girl. You being like, oh, fuck that. Oh, no, no, no. I scream like a girl. Oh, okay. Like, you'll hear me all the way. We're two blocks okay. from each other. Yeah. You will hear me. We do. We live two blocks from each other now. Um, and beautiful Wilshire Vista. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like our neighborhood, actually. I love Bel Air. It's so the wind is <laughs> yes, beautiful outside. Bel Air. That's what you hear, not the ceiling fan. <laughs> you hear the wind. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, question number one. Let's hit it. All right. Um, all right, dear Maddie. I am turning forty in a few months, and while most of my friends say forty is better than thirty, forty is just making me depressed. I actually love my job, my coworkers, and where I live, but I am single and I hate it. I'm a bit of an introvert, and it is really hard for me to put myself out there to meet men. I've tried online dating, but I only have horror stories about it. Do you have any suggestions on how I can make myself get out there more and meet men? Also, all of my friends are married, and none of them have friends that are, quote, good enough to date me. I never know what that means, but I think it is supposed to be a compliment, but I am not really sure it is. Please help. Brittany, age 39. Oh, Brittany. The key that Brittany needs is to insert herself into the scenario she would be in if she had a boyfriend. So she needs to go take that surfing lesson. She needs to go on that vacation. She needs to go do that group activity. She needs to go to that concert. She needs to go to the barbecue. Go to the places where you would go if you had that, like... Because we're assuming she's... I mean, did she say she was an introvert? Actually, yeah, I believe she said that she's. It's hard for her. It's hard for oh, her yeah. to venture out. It's hard, it's hard, hard for her to venture out. So she needs to. If she can't do it alone, pick the friend of your of hers. She needs to pick the friend of hers who is the most social and outgoing, because that person will attract everybody. Because like, the most attractive person in the room is always the happiest person in the room. Yes. So if she goes and does these things. And if she likes alcohol, have a glass of wine, do something you need that you can do. Don't make him drunk, but do something to relax. You know, have whatever her drink is, quote unquote. So if she's sober, you know, yoga. Have a Sprite. Yoga meditation. (laughs) Yoga and a Sprite. But if she, you know, have a a glass of wine. Don't, I always say. um, Have an eight ball. I only say this because I read it and I didn't make it up. But like, don't drink to make things better. Drink to make things even better. How good is that? It's it's like the best thing Instagram ever taught me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but um like have that glass of wine if you are a bit introverted and you feel like you can't venture out and actually talk to people or invite that social friend of yours who's like social butterfly will lure the men and women and new friends in and with that you will meet new people and that's the way to do it. I also feel like we often steer clear of our married friends if we're mm-hmm. single. But the married friends are the ones that usually have like the cool guys hanging around. There's usually yeah. like great guys and at this point, you're 39. It's almost great to find a guy that's already been through a divorce that hopefully it, went yeah. well because he's already done that once and he's ready to really settle down, which is so Because if somebody but... is single, they're not, if they're hanging around a cool guy, they're mm-hmm. going to date them. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, if, if you're in that world and you're at the barbecues and you're good with kids and they already have two, then you're the best candidate. So, Do you think she's feeling pressure to have kids? I mean, she's, we might, don't know. She Brittany, didn't say that you, she's 40. I feel like she might. I mean, it's... You know, your maternal instincts kick in and you want to pop a, pop a few kids out, but it's not necessary. But I feel like Brittany might be having that. I, I feel like she'll tell us after she hears this. She, you can send us. She's like, do not put kids in my mouth. Send, <laughs> send us a thing to talktomymar.com, Brittany, saying if you have kids or not. Um, no, I do want to like, I wish I could. 
I'll be glad one day when I have the technology to take in calls because mm-hmm. I want to ask James. Mm-hmm. I ask people, and I want. It's have... called an iPhone. Just give your I number. Know. I know you need yeah. a Google Voice account here. Well, I do have a Google Voice, but I don't know how I would record it as I'm talking gotcha. to them. We would have to be on speaker like the Kardashians on TV, so and that would sound... that would be weird. Do you watch the show? I don't. No, but it's I don't even it know just their names. Sometimes it's like you can't. It's like they rape you with the TV. It's like that you were watching. Well, you have to watch. Bravo. You were like watching NBC, and all of a sudden, like E is on. You don't even know how it happened, and it's like. Chloe on her way to the airport, breaking up with Lamar over the phone on speaker. Is that what happens? I like vividly. Anytime <laughs> on people speaker, they break up on the phone on speaker. Well, you so have people... to be on speaker on reality so that they so can they... hear what's happening. See what I mean? Oh Maybe God. I do watch the show. You do know a Damn. lot. Do you probably can't say their names? But have there been people you styled that are just horrible people? Um, I have people I've styled who have. I bet more people have been great situations. than people. Well, I, people aren't usually bad to me because they want to look good. Yeah, like it's like a makeup artist. They want to look good, and me being me, I typically you're very nice. Yeah, people don't want to be mean to me unless they don't know me. So, I usually like put my you know balls to the walls from the moment I say hi. I make them feel super comfortable, and I break myself down so that when they are butt naked and like I see everything, they're comfortable because they feel like we're buddies. Wow. So you style men? Do you yeah. see hot men naked? It happens, oh my but I try not to look because it's just like they'll catch me, and and then you I look the work other way. Again. Yeah. Who's the hottest guy you ever worked with? I honestly haven't really been. Did you touch his chest? No, there (laughs) there haven't really been any of them that I've worked with. There's like. like, Are you interested in men's clothes? Or is it really? No, I love it. I love it. It's definitely. Oh, it's always an outfit with women. They wear outfits, but they also just throw a dress and shoes on. Mm -hmm. So there's like the quickie outfit Mm -hmm. for women, which is the dress and shoes. And then there's like the head to toe. With like the jacket and Head the shirt. To toe. Uh, what would since you're a style? What would you? I know you don't know her, mm-hmm. but what would you suggest if Brittany? What's mm-hmm. a good outfit for Brittany to wear on a first date? Um, I know okay. you don't know her, so it's kind of on hard. a first date. No, it's okay. There's general stuff like on a first date. Don't show off too much because you need to make sure that a guy wants to see more. So Ooh. make sure that you know you have three assets: your arms, your legs, and your boobs. Don't show off more than like one and a half of that. So if you are like doing super cleavage, beaver cleaver, cover up your arms, wear a knee length skirt. If you're doing like all arms out showing a lot of shoulder, make sure it's a high neck top and you're not showing a lot of leg. You got to make sure that you like ration it out so you don't look like a slut. And then another good thing, like after on the first date cover up on the second date, there's so many cool tops now that have like, yeah, on the second, yeah, (laughs) sleep with them in public. Sorry. That's, um, there's the the blank space is a big thing. So like shirts with cutouts or showing your shoulders or showing a little bit of cleavage, wearing something that's lace with a black bra, you can cover up but show a little bit more. And, you know, that's a good way of keeping them wanting more. Because maybe your problem, maybe you'll realize you are single because you're putting too much out there in the beginning. And you're just all tits, interest. arms, and legs. Yeah, you're just, really? you know, arms and legs, baby. But do, do, are people still doing the midriffs? That was possible. Yeah, like if you're that person, I feel like the midriff is for like 28 and under, like the Selena Gomez's of the world. 26. 26 and under. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 26 and a half. But I think that, again, if you were to wear a midriff top, you need long sleeves, you need a high neck, and you need jeans on. Cover up. Wow. You know, I never would know this much about clothes ever in the history. You don't have to. That's my job. Actually, I did realize from, um, I don't have to. Because whenever I, just from doing commercials, I remember thinking, I really do want to be, 
I want yes, I want to be well known because I want to help millions of people because I feel like that's my literally my what God has put me on this earth to do, and I want someone to dress me <laughs> because I don't ever want to think about clothes. Because I will always wear something with an elastic band that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I will. I said it. I'm sorry. I'm the same way. And it was, it's just so nice not to think about it. I definitely, when I go home, I wear basketball shorts, flip-flops, and a cut-off Hanes t-shirt. So I'm just like the Matthew McConaughey of styling. I just go home <laughs> and I turn off and I become Texas again. <laughs> it's all like, right, all right, all right. Yeah, there's, you know, we all have our comfort clothes. But, you know, I was in that all day getting work done. And then I had to go to Chateau Marmont and do a quick little party. And I put a blazer on, so. Look at, I just threw on a blazer. Just a ben a blazer, Sherman blazer. Yeah. I love Ben Sherman. Um, all right, question number two. Dear Maddie, I'm ooh, blown in the breeze, blown in the Bel Air breeze here. <laughs> Dear Maddie, I'm a single mom with a 13-year-old daughter. She's starting to notice boys and all that, and she keeps asking me about kissing. My mom never talked to me about sex or really anything. My daughter and I have a much more open relationship. I've had the birds and the bees talk. But now she's asking about techniques for kissing, which just makes me go. I know what I like as a woman, but is there a difference for men? And it's not weird for me to tell my daughter how to kiss, is it? Would love your tips. Colleen, age 47. Um, did you, My parents never gave me tips about kissing. No, did I you? feel like kissing my brother is like, did. My is brother like, did. Kissing's like peeing. Like you just kind of know how to do it. I oh, no. No? No. No, no, <laughs> I feel no. like this is something she needs to learn on her own. Or You've from never a... been with somebody who tries to bite your face? Oh, yeah. But it's I thought like that that was just another, uh, another variation that other people enjoy. That is not a good... I call them like the gulpers. They're just like... Um, They're hungry. Um, They're just... like the vegan boyfriends that are like, I want meat and I can't eat it in a restaurant. So I'm just going to eat your nose off. <laughs> yes i mean i don't know i think you could give them advice maybe like less keep the save the tongue for like later but the problem with you know with mom giving clearly this mom has a bit of a a line to draw in between she and her daughter yes and she's not like the mom that is like the 17 year old friend and this is great that two Gay guys who mm-hmm. don't have children are giving her That's advice so on this. <laughs> so let's so talk great. more about that. Um, so if you have your period, make sure that... Um, so I feel like here, you either... you I think you should choose to not give any advice. Because I think it's a little weird to give that advice to your daughter. Oh, you do. But I feel like there's a 17-year-old cousin or, like, someone who's a little closer to their age. Ah. Who's of the age where, like, they have this experience that you can, like, pass the torch to. Ah. Or... There's always like, not that you need to buy a book about how to kiss, but there's other ways of teaching them I think sort maybe of talking to like a relative or, or somebody a friend who's or something like, like that. Yeah, even if it's like their aunt, their cool aunt that's not yeah. the mom. Because there's some weird border that's then crossed where like, I don't know. I, I mean, don't... honestly, I, I, I agree and disagree. I mean, I think you can, I think as a mom, like it would be. It would be really cool to be able to have that conversation. I think if you're uncomfortable, though, then definitely having someone else. The only thing is, is I wouldn't want to have my first kiss and think about what my mother told me when I'm kissing somebody. Exactly. Or like teaching someone how to kiss is a very visual lesson. Yes. Like, how do yes. you put you into like, words how to do it? You have yeah. to like make out with your you daughter to, you to show make her out how to with, do it. Well, you have to make out with the pillow or something yeah. like that. Um, maybe, too, like, I think as a mom, maybe I would give the advice. I keep having hair in my mouth or something. Um uh, as a mom, I maybe would give the advice of go with what 
feels good. Like just be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Don't think about it. Just enjoy it. It's a beautiful thing. Like affirming things Mm -hmm. that um, don't be ashamed. Like really set the stand. This could be for you, Colleen, a moment to – because I know it's just kissing, but this is the beginning of sex. So – Really set a standard that it, what she is doing is not shameful mm-hmm. and that she's not a whore if she kisses. And so just to to enjoy it, to be in the moment and to to, to and realize that this is a wonderful, natural, awesome thing that she's doing and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And don't touch his penis or you'll get pregnant. <laughs> just tell, tell her that. Like if you even touch it, it gets babies in her stomach. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because she's how old? Her daughter's 13. 13. Uh, she knows. How old were you she when you had your 13. first kiss? Probably like 16. 16. And then it didn't happen again Was for it a with while. a girl or a boy? Well, I guess I kissed a girl. I kissed a girl when I was in middle school at some point. Are you a gold star gay? What does that mean? You don't know what gold star gay no, means? teach me. Gold star gay means you've never slept with a woman. Never done that. Oh, I'm a gold star too. Yeah, I, I, so, I don't want to be a silver. I love I like Jesus in high school. I mean, I still like Jesus now. We get along great. Um, I love him, actually. But, I mean, I love... I was like, not having sex because Jesus doesn't want me to. I hid behind that. Yeah, I didn't have Jesus. I just had a bunch of cows. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, was it a good... The, the boy. Was it... A, what, 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 was, what was the kiss like? Sorry, Colleen. Messy and sloppy and, like, crazy. Like, I, my mom should have told me how to do it. What happened? Actually, you know what, Colleen? Tell her what to do. <laughs> do tell her, like, easy on the tongue. First kisses don't need tongue. Everyone's been, like, awkwardly licked by a dog. Just do as little of that as possible. Yes, yes, yes. I, yeah, I feel like... Instead of telling her what to do, I guess telling her what not to do is... Yes. Telling... Okay, this is the answer. Tell your 13-year-old daughter what not to do when kissing, because it's more of a lesson from a mother as opposed to, like, you know, make sure you bite his bottom lip a little bit. and then Like, that yeah. gets a little too pornographic. But if you are telling her what not to do, I think it's a little more Yes, and her cool. friend could be like, yeah, do this and that. And, um, and I learned... Somebody told me, one of my girlfriends, and she said, she once said, she's like, I just love it when he kisses me. I love it when he grabs the side of my face. And so I started doing that. And mm-hmm. girls fucking love that. Mm-hmm. So, like, let her friend tell her that, though, you know? Um, uh, so, where were you? I'm imagining you were mm-hmm. in, I'm sorry, I want to talk about our mm-hmm. first kisses now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. I had the one into my friend, Lene. She was great. We still talk about it. I'm really good friends with her. Are you friends with your first kisses still? Um, on Facebook. Mine was on a dare. My, the girl was on a dare. Love her to death. I'm going to see her in a couple of weeks when I go to Oklahoma. But um, what about like what? So, but it's different. I'm interested though. Like when I just remember guy, being really nervous. Really nervous. Were y'all just like hanging out? Yeah, my seat? house. Oh, in your house. Like in watching a movie. What were you watching? God, if I remember. I think we had like. Don't tell mom the babysitter's well, dead. Well, we had like a movie theater thing. And I remember the system that I use, that we used like was always jammed so that one movie would get stuck. And I know for a long time, Blue Crush was in there, so it's probably that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Blue Crush. Okay, oh, Bosworth, how wonderful you were. That's his there. Mine was in college, my first boy. He was in college, and it was um, in, a, in his dorm room. He was an RA. That's fun. Wait. Oh, wait. Was that? Was that our first kiss? Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I had to remember. Or maybe it was. No, Sluts actually, don't remember. No, we don't remember. No, it actually was. My family's going to listen to this and be like Matthew Mark. <laughs> it's when he came home with me, like as a friend, 
to my family, Oklahoma, and he, wait, I don't, re- you know what? I don't remember. I know that we did, we did drink too much strawberry, strawberry hill. Mm-hmm. Do you know Boone's strawberry hill? No. Oh, I'm country. <laughs> Boone's strawberry hill. That's like, ooh, that like, that's what that song, strawberry worm, is about. I don't know. Did she kill herself? Who? That Mindy McCready. Sorry, Getty D. Um, I'm going off. But anyway, first kid, we, strawberry, or maybe that was the first beach. You know what? I don't remember. I'm not going to answer this question. Um, we didn't say what you were kissing. Yeah, we didn't so. say what. I was, I'm a whore. So, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Was there anything else? That, no. So, again, yes. I and Tell oh, her what not to she do. Wanna know, I want to know, as a, what we should answer. As a woman, is there anything? Do you think men prefer different things in kissing than women prefer different things in kissing? I don't. I, I think, think people just like Here's kissing. what I think. I think women, okay, men want to kiss you right now. Women want to kiss you again. That's it. Men are like, okay, I'll kiss you now. And if I don't kiss you next week, it's all good. Women are like, I want to kiss you now. I want to kiss you tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day. That's oh really gosh. the only difference. Kissing is the same on both sides. I agree with that for the most part. I do have a friend who my friend Kayla, she will like, she's like the love monster to mm-hmm. her girlfriend and her girlfriend's a little bit like, eh, mm-hmm. it's enough. So it makes me think of them, but they're, <laughs> they're different. I'm so, a love monster. They're a love monster. All right. Dear Matt. I like that. That was a good question. Thank you good. for that. Colleen. I enjoyed it. Um, I love them. This is great. This is from Jim 34. We get some man testosterone Finally. questions. Woof. Um, that was weird. I'm going to edit that. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> leave is, it. We're going to leave it. It's all in. This is from Jim, 34 years old. Dear Maddie, what's up with sad Facebook friends? How do I tell my sad Facebook friend to stop posting about how depressed he slash she is? Oh, my God. There's a little option on Facebook called less the, from this person. Oh, it's called less? I do don't follow. You can do less from this person? Mm-hmm. There's an option where like they don't show you as much of that person. So uh-huh. it won't lessen their sadness, but it'll, it'll lessen you having to have to read I mean, it. I, I'm really empathetic. But, and when it comes to Facebook, I actually, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people on Facebook are seeking emotional validation. Mm-hmm. And whether that's your political views, whether that's you want to know if this shirt looks good on you, some things I think are fine and some things are not appropriate. Like sometimes people to, I just think it's not very uh, smart to um, air out your dirty laundry, to talk too personally about yourself because then you're putting it out there. People talk about um, relationships and I think that makes you feel sorry for the other person when they air that. But I, but I also think, Jim, like, for instance, this is – so we taped – this show is taped in advance. And this week, uh, the Supreme Court just uh, – what was it? Yesterday, two days ago, mm-hmm. they actually denied hearing a gay marriage case. So did you know this? Mm-hmm. So, like, what, five states now, including Oklahoma, um, can get gay married. So this has been a little difficult for me because even just last night, I'm going through my Facebook and I see a lot of people putting putting – kind of anti-gay like the oh the moral decline of our society and like one of my f- facebook friends put this and i just left a comment and i said no i don't want to hear this anymore sorry i love you but i don't have to be your friend unfriend mm-hmm. and i just unfriended him and maybe you don't need a message everybody and i, I felt it was important because i mm-hmm. want them to know that what they're saying i truly believe is wrong um but i think there is 
for me, Facebook is partly work, but also part I go to zone out. I don't want to see shit. Mm-hmm. I'm there to be happy. Yeah, I feel exactly. like Facebook people are treating it like when they're like in a locked car, so they can like yell a racial slur at somebody and then drive away and not yes. have to suffer the consequences. That is a wonderful. You're like hiding analogy. behind the social I'm Paul media. Paul Abdul clapping. That. that is you know, a wonderful smash them ring. Yes. They, so I feel like they're hiding behind it, and I also feel like this isn't their private negative, room. This is a public space. Exactly, and these negative posts are getting worse because with social media people are seeing each other in person less and they're not having that like fun night with all your friends where after a few glasses of wine you start talking about serious stuff Mm -hmm. that's not happening anymore no so they need somewhere to go i also think and they just rant away yeah i think too when you put something else on social media you don't like i want to say to people say what you said on your facebook status say that to my face Mm -hmm. Would you do that? Mm-hmm. Even because we hide behind that social mm-hmm. media status. So, you know, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say your options are to not follow anymore. Yet, keep yeah, stay friends because you. If these people are that sad, maybe you unfriending them will make them even worse. Or t- or more. delete them completely if they're lame. Or you do that thing where you choose less from these people, and it won't yeah. show you as many things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I only unfriend people maybe that that would put bigoted. Mm-hmm. anti-equality stuff on there because or they put something racist or well if people put things like that political figures are i don't know if I don't you really feel unfriend, like but i do unfollow a lot. i unfollow a lot what i do actually i saw this um is it i so i have birthdays mm-hmm. you know every day you have facebook birthdays so i look at that list and if there's people there i when it's their birthday i go and i look on their wall and i'm like oh what kind of stuff are they posting and if i don't want to see it i just don't follow them mm-hmm. i don't have to friend them they can still message me if they want to talk That's to smart. me if they want to get in touch with me not a big deal but then i never see their stuff and yeah maybe i'll get sad because i don't see a couple pictures of their kids because i love seeing pictures mm-hmm. of people's kids and mm-hmm. videos i love that mm-hmm. um or when people do crafty stuff. I don't like pictures of food because it makes me think about people pooping. Mm-hmm. But I know. I look at grocery stores and I think like that goes through a human. All that's been through a human. Yeah. It's going to be it's gross. so weird. So, but yeah, I think, I, Jim, I think you're within your right. I think it's not. This is a Facebook friend. It's not. I don't know how often you see this friend. Now, if this friend is talking to you in person all the time or sends you emails saying, please be empathetic to me or please help me support me. That's a different thing. But this is just a Facebook friend. Just unfollow them. Yeah, this question, I, you're either coming from a place of what do I do? I want it to go away. Or what do I do? I want to help these people. And you have to make that choice. And some of them you might know close enough where you should call them and just be like, babe, listen, not good. Like you need to stop yeah. airing your dirty laundry. It's not attracting. Any, when you put that bad stuff out there, it's not bringing any good in. I have a girl I'm Facebook friends with and she just conv- complains the entire time about how she's single and why she's single. Oh my god! To everybody. And she wonders why she's still is. Is it Brittany? No. Oh, no. Brittany. No. Oh, Brittany. Well, Brittany, we could be Facebook friends if you find no. me. I'll <laughs> accept you. Um, yeah. Ooh, would you message her or no? no. Do you think she's? I don't know her point? enough. That's uh, the thing. She's like a well friend enough. of a friend sister, so I don't know her enough. But if she was my best friend, I'd say like put a sock in it. Yeah, you put a digital have... sock in your mouth. You should unfollow her. <laughs> I should. It's okay to do that. I should do it right now. Do it right now. It's okay. I'm I'll seriously going to do it right now. Do it. I'll wait. We'll talk no, while you're going. We'll okay. talk about stuff. Okay, I'm going to read another question. This is our last question. Um, <laughs> now, this question, unlike how to deal with a 13-year-old daughter, is maybe the perfect question for both of us. <laughs> Dear Maddie, 
This is from Penny. I love that name, by the way. Um, reminds me of that. Remember that cartoon, that NBC cartoon? Like, was like a claymation Inspector thing. Inspector Gadget? With no. With, oh, but that was Penny, too. It was another Penny. Maybe. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a Penny show. Um, all right. Dear Maddie, how long do I have to give a blowjob? <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to do, but I know my boyfriend likes it. I don't want him to think I don't enjoy it. This is from Penny, age 28. How long do I have to give a blowjob? Somebody's got a clock. Go. So, what do you think? Okay. So I have to admit, so the first time I put a dick in my mouth, it was like going home. It was literally like Sarah playing in tall Lifetime movie, and she finally finds the ranch house. Go, like, I heard violins. It was just like, this is, God wants me to be doing this in my mm-hmm. life. And that truly, I literally heard music. So... I love penis a lot, and I love giving blowjobs. Love it. So um, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't relate to you, Penny. I don't, I don't, I don't know your life, and I think no, I'm kidding. But I think a lot of women don't like. I, I, I have a lot of girlfriends that this is not their favorite thing to do. Yeah, I know. I don't. I understand. have girlfriends that say like only on his birthday. That's. Like they're like on his birthday. That's what he gets, and that's and, and that's then it's it? over. Because I feel like if you don't regularly, because. Sex is awesome. Sex is awesome. I love sex. Mm-hmm. But, but don't you admit there's hard. something special about a blowjob, right? You're just so. sitting there just kind of hanging out and relaxing, right? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have to do anything. The thing with this question, though, the how long do I have to give one is situational. So like depending on who you're dating and their, you know, how their body works, it, it depends. Like if they're... Black men love to get their penis sucked for a long time. Yeah, like this. Okay, Sorry, who, like whoever it. it is, mentally time it. Uh, like give a normal one. So and wait, mentally, mentally time. Ta- it. I'm imagining okay. her giving head going so like, one thousand, <laughs> two one, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. So okay, like, twenty Mississippi. I'm like at the count balls. it out a bit in your mind. Like okay, that took ten minutes. And if you hate it that much, really go at it the next time, and it'll take half the time. And then there you go. There's your number. There you go. Five minutes, I mean, five I'm assuming BJ. you're waiting till complete completion. Or, I mean, I also think like, it's, is it foreplay or is it like let's do? We're gonna watch Friends. And by the time two episodes are over, you're gonna be done. Like what happens? Two here? episodes. That's a wow. Mm-hmm. You can go two Jaw episodes. Lock. Jaw lock. I couldn't do that. I didn't I, say anything about me. Oh, we're talking about other people here. <laughs> you're like, I'm not talking about my sex life. <laughs> um, I'm like, whatever. I'll talk about mine. But um, I. I I love this question. Yeah, I just I, I think also too like I don't know. You don't. It's hard with a guy. You don't want to say you don't like giving blowjobs because men. I, I think all men, whether you want to admit it, but I'll totally admit it. We are emotionally attached to our penis. Mm-hmm. We are. And if somebody said I don't really like giving blowjobs to you, I would think there was something wrong with mm-hmm. my penis. Mm-hmm. Would you? Mm-hmm. So I think or me. Or, yeah, so I don't know if I would say that, but I think this could open up a conversation of just, hey, what do you like when we're together? Like, a lot of people don't talk about sex. So what do you like when we're together? This is what I like when we're together. I like, you know, giving you a BJ for a couple of minutes, but then I like getting to the good stuff for, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You may come back, Penny, and he might say, actually, my favorite thing is when we hold each other. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not gonna say that. He, but <laughs> yeah, he's getting a blowjob. Like yeah. I wish she would just take it out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to say, like, find out exactly what he likes. 
make sure that you're doing just that and let him know whether you want it to be like BJ A to Z or BJ foreplay. Yes. Like figure that out. Like if you want it to be foreplay, I'm sure he'll be happy that that 10 minute BJ was cut down to five so that you could do it a little bit. So that way. Yeah. And I also say too, like this is a little bit of a technique issue, but it's important to pay attention to cool, but don't forget the gang. Because it's cool and the gang. And they all they all are bad. I'm out of here. <laughs> Daniel's like, uh, I can't. But I'm just saying, like, pay attention to Arius. And Sophie's coming to love you. She distracted hey, on purpose. Sophie. So, Penny, I hope that answered your question. Hi, Penny's, Mom. Penny's my roommate's stage name. I yeah, feel like she true. might be the one that wrote that question. Maybe. It's hi, very much something she would have asked me. It's true. Um, hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. I hope you listen. This was great. Um, <laughs> oh, so I, this is like the fourth time I've done this. So now it's time for Celebrity Shit the Bed. But mm-hmm. I think you'll be good at this. Normally mm-hmm. I ask people before, I'm like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And then we don't talk about it, but I just ask the subject and then we talk about it. But again, I totally forgot to talk to you mm-hmm. about this. So, <laughs> great host. Um, dear Maddie Show. Um, so Celebrity Shit the Bed, what? This is where we just talk about something in pop culture. Oh, pardon me, I burped. I'm going to edit that out. Um, so this is just where we talk about something in pop culture. And it can be – some people have talked about conspiracy theories and, like, ISIS. Some people have talked about Lindsay Lohan, the Clippers. It's whatever you feel like. Who do you think that we Should could give some advice to? Amanda Bynes. And then, oh, Amanda Bynes. She's oh. fresh on my mind because we were friends for, like, 26 days. What? And then- <laughs> what? <We> need- <laughs> Back this up. Back it up. He's either excited or kicking me out. I don't know. I love Amanda Bynes for one reason alone. For three words, yes. She's the man. I love She's the Man. That movie is Mm -hmm. so good. It burns. I love that movie. Love, love, love. You know what part I'm talking about. I've seen it a million times. And not even on purpose. It's because like ABC Family shoves it down your throat. That's where it does. It's like the housewives. Um, It's why I love, well, no, I saw Step Up first. That's why I love Channing Tatum, but it's why I love him even more. Mm -hmm. Um, So Amanda Bynes, like she just, something just happened with her, right? Yeah. This is why it's not fresh in my mind is because she... I was happy for her from a distance. I, I went through. I, we were only friends for 26 now days. Now in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Why 26 days? What happened? Because she's a loony bin. But, wait, um, so like, like, she wait, is no, no, a, she's not on, a no. member of the loony bin. So she you became friends? Bin. Yeah, we were friendly. Like for, friendly or you hung out? Oh, hung out. Like we, sh- we went to the Grove to the movies and she. Let's just say I'm, I'll get to the. I'll get was to the. Bef- I'll, I'll break the. I'll, I'll cliff notes the stories for you. But uh, she. I was proud of her being better. From a distance. And then shit went crazy again. And now she's like pulled over for DUI and all this yeah. stuff again. And she's like talking to herself at Gladstone's at the Virgin America Terminal at LAX. And Oh, she is. Yeah, there's like pictures of it everywhere. She's like doing crazy stuff and like hollering things out in a restaurant. But she... Do you think it's because... Has she done like... Did you know... Were you friends with her for 26 days? Uh, I, you... I say that to be funny. But it was no, like under but a were month. You... Well, okay, no, 26 days. Were you friend with, friends with her pre or post... Weird plastic surgery. It was like 2008. Oh, so before she was orange and had her lips and face done. Yeah, this is like what, this is like when only her close friends knew she was a loon. Oh, and me. So was she always cray cray from the beginning? Like I just yeah, assumed she, she did meth. I thought she crazy. was. I thought she was just eccentric. Uh huh. And that's why I agreed to hang out with her alone. Mm-hmm. But she, like, the first thing she did was like look at her she would look in her compact or her car mirror every three minutes and then it was so much that you would 
like everyone asks her, like, why are you looking at yourself so much? And she always says, because I want to make sure all my features are still in the same place, which was like, I thought she was being funny because I know her as a comedic actress. But then she wanted to go see Benjamin Button. So if you want to find out exactly what year this was, just Google when that came out. We got to the Grove movie theater. It was sold out. So we bought, she's like, let's buy tickets to another movie and we'll go to that. We'll just sneak in and like sit wherever we can. Meanwhile, she also brought all of her own food and drink because she doesn't like to spend the money at the movies, which is like, she's an actress. You'd think that like she'd want to support that. Yeah. So we go into Benjamin Button. There's only one seat open. So I sat through that like eight and a half hour movie in one movie seat with Amanda Bynes. Like, together? Auntie, like Auntie Anne's Wetzel Pretzel. Like, yeah, together, like wrapped all into each other. And every, it was like clockwork. Every time that there was an emotional scene in that movie, which happened like every 20 minutes, there was uh-huh. something like very, you know, brought tears to your eyes. She'd like crack open a Sprite can or like be like shaking a bag of chips or she'd decide that now's a really good time to go pee. Like she went to the bathroom like seven times and she would always do it when like everyone's really into the film to the point where people were throwing things at her, telling her to shut up. I don't think people knew it was her because we walked in when it was dark already. So just like she was foolish there. And then we went to a bar. You're so kind. You're like, she's foolish. Or I would say she was batshit crazy. I wanted to get the fuck out of there, to be honest. And then we went to a bar after for our friend's birthday. And I knew that she was rude. I knew rude was in her blood. But I knew she was crazy when these two girls were taking a selfie on their camera. Not even a phone on their cameras back then. Not even standing near her. And she walked over and slapped the camera out of their hand to the floor. (gasps) Shattered it and said, stop taking pictures of me. Where, like, I full-on saw the flash go in the other direction on these girls' faces. They didn't even know who she was. So, that's where the paranoia sort of popped in. Is she schizophrenic? Something's up. Something's very up. It sounds like like if she's hearing voices and things like that. And if I would text in front of her, she'd steal my phone out of my hands and read all my text messages I did in the last two minutes to make sure none of them were about her. And tell me that and then give me my phone back. So, it was the night where she started doing that where I said, I can't so, talk to you anymore. I'm assuming she's done a shit ton of drugs. Something like up. Yeah, something Since, up. like, she was 13, something's 12, up. like, Jodie Foster drugs. Drew Barrymore, but she didn't make it past. So, I told her, I was like, I can't hang out with you anymore. I'm done. And I sort of, like, broke up with her that night oh. and left and then had, like, an 18-minute neurotic voicemail on my phone that I would play at parties where... That makes me want to hug she, you. It's just so <laughs> well, just, like confessed all of her like love for me even though we barely knew each other that i was the best friend she ever had i actually had her over for dinner earlier before the movie and cooked her this beautiful meal as like her new gay friend like let's have fun we're gonna listen to britney and like watch sex in the city too and whatever and she stopped the meal and she was like are you trying to seduce me i'm like you got me yeah i'm trying to lay amanda Bynes in my apartment on rossmore wow Interesting. Wow. So that's Amanda. So what advice do you have for her? (laughs) (laughs) So now, uh, she kind of is a little bit, I mean, Lindsay Lohan's not this far gone. Like, It's funny to think that she's more far gone than Lindsay. Isn't it weird? It it is fun. It's sad to think. I, 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 she won't do it though, but I just want Amanda Bynes to, to go away. And I don't mean from life. I mean, you don't need to be, it's like, like, like I just watched that interview with Raven Simone on mm-hmm. OWN. Have you watched that? Not yet, but I read quotes. I love 
love Raven Simone. Obviously, The Cosby Show is my favorite show, mm-hmm. but I loved her, and I loved her saying that her parents did a really good job of teaching her. It's stupid for me to go to a restaurant where I know people are going to take my mm-hmm. picture. That's my fault. So I don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's this kind of having the wherewithal to know. And, uh, but I, uh, but again, like, I can't talk bad about Amanda Bynes because as a therapist, I can see that she is clinically sick. Mm-hmm. So my heart goes out to her and her family and her close friends. No offense, her real mm-hmm. friends, her friends like <laughs> no, in childhood. Um, I didn't mean I, I meant that, and I'm glad you're not a real friend. Um, my heart goes out to her because they're probably because she has money and somewhat she does whatever the f she wants, and they're stuck with having to live with the consequences of her actions, and that's because the worst thing you can give to someone who is mentally sick is money, power, and independence, because mm-hmm. that's the three things they don't need mm-hmm. at all. They need someone to be with them. They don't need to care for themselves. I, I don't know. I just, it's sad, but I, I'm a, you know, it makes me sad to think that one day we're just going to read that she overdosed. I know. That's what, that's what, like all of her friends wanted to help her too. They would talk about it. Oh, and you nobody can't. could, you can't help her. She's really, until the money sick. runs out, no one can help her. And it will one day. Cause she's nobody. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure she's not, she's not working. I bet she's not rich at, at, this no, I've been to her anyway. place. She like, no. Yeah, promise. she uh, I promise. And that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So who knows what she's living because she's not doing anything. It's a shame. It's she's not a very nice person. Oh well, now I can't ever watch. She's the man again. I hope you're <laughs> happy. You've ruined that for me. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I didn't love her in Hairspray. I wanted somebody else to get that role, but whatever, mm-hmm. she got it. Um, okay, so I'm like, okay, so woo. <laughs> Yay, I know. <laughs> happy. So now everybody go to the website because we're going to film it in just a bit. But um, I'm not. We're not going to talk about the show. But be sure we're about to start chatting Maddie questions. But be sure to watch the uh, the Gay DD questions with me and my uh, my, oh my no no no. I'm, I've started to say your last name. Be sure to watch. The ch- I'm, I'm okay, drunk. ready. Back it up. I'm drunk. <laughs> this is why we're going to edit. Um, Do I have my pen here? No, I don't. Oh, my God. I'm like Amanda Bynes. No, <laughs> I'm a hot mess. So what I was going to say is we're about to do Chatty Manny questions. But as you know, we started with Brady last week. We're doing the Gay D section that's going to be a video. So be sure to go to the Talk to My Marted Vet. We're going to do that in just a minute. But Daniel must know. It's because we must love him. <laughs> so, okay. So that was much better. Chatty Manny question number one. What's your most memorable childhood smell? Um, I'd say like my mom cooking Italian food, like coming home from a day where school was stressful, being a kid was stressful, mm. being a gay kid was stressful and just coming mm. home and knowing like mama's got the lasagna going, that mm. smell. And it's kind of like every Italian dish smells the same. Is your mom still have the best lasagna ever? Yeah. And she's Polish. So it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad's Italian. Yeah. Are your parents still married? No. How long have they been divorced for? Since I'm 19. Oh. But I lived out here, so it was like, it was, I wasn't involved. My parents got divorced. Yeah, mine were 15, so I get that. Was that difficult, though? Like, you move away from home and then your parents divorce it's kind of at the same time? Like, did you feel like your home was... It's more tough now reflecting on it, knowing my sister, who was younger, was home for it. Mm. And, like, she had to go through it and I didn't. And I know it was tough on her. But... I mean, you're 19, I'm, you're doing your thing. Yeah, I was like, in in, I was in such a blur. Town, in a... You know of what, what I mean? was ha- like you're fighting so hard to just strive, yeah, 
here that you're focusing so much on that and you're really only involved with your family face to face when you're home for holidays. So it's tough. It definitely wasn't a wonderful experience, but I'm glad that it happened. Do they get along now? No. That's hard. They would if they had to. They would. They're not like. Does your sister have any children yet? No. That'll change. I know. Grandchildren made all the difference for Mm -hmm. my parents. All the difference. And now they're like, hey, what's up? And they give each other hugs. Mm -hmm. Do you want children? I could have kids. Not right now. You're like, not right now. Maybe. I would, if I have kids, A, they'll have to, I'll have to know that. stylishly dressed. Well, God forbid something was wrong. I'd have to know that my income could take care of them yeah. forever without struggling. And I would need to know that like this world's a crazy place and to bring new children into it is kind of wrong. So I feel like, you know, taking children under my wing who already are here. So you would adopt? Probably. I'm more of an adopt person. Like it'd be fun to have a mini Sorry, Daniel. Mom. Sorry, dad. I might have a mini Daniel. Like, if there's some legacy to carry on and I do something amazing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'd love a mini Daniel to sort of carry that out for me. But I don't need it. I would Agreed. love a little, like, black girl. She, I, you know, I, I have an inner black girl. So, like, to actually have a daughter, who, does, yeah. a daughter who is what I feel I am would be special. Yeah, I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but... And I don't mean it. I'm not equivocating people with dogs, but I got a rescue dog who was five years old, and I love her with all my heart. So I, uh, that sounds. T- I'm not equivocating, but I just mean that. I don't know. I don't have the whole needs to be for my loins. Now, I, if my mother and my father are listening to this, mm-hmm. I mean, the reason I found out about. Okay, so the reason how I found out about um, that the Supreme Court denied and like gay marriage is legal and stuff in Oklahoma. My mother texted me saying, you can get gay married in Oklahoma. Please have a granddaughter. (laughs) So my parents just, my dad says all the time, I want a little math for you. All right. Well, 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 they'll get that in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Chatting Maddie, question number two. Mm -hmm. Alcoholic drink you cannot drink anymore because you got drunker than Cooter Brown on it. I would say Green Apple Smirnoff. Wow. Yeah, there's like wow, and that's a drink. I forgot. I never will order like a green apple martini. Is like kind of what every eighteen year old drinks because they think when I first fancy. moved to L.A. and I went to the Abbey, I was like, I have to have an apple martini, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was like the at worst. the time, like at the time, this was eleven years. Cause that's when I'm. Mm-hmm. I remember it was like nine dollars. I went, I just spent nine dollars on a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I freaked out. But I I found an old like disc of videos from college, and I found a video of me like very sick in the bathroom that my funny roommate thought it would be fun to film, and I'm in like superhero underwear, like clearly didn't enjoy my green apple martinis that night. So you could drink one now, no. or if you did, it would be hard. Yeah, I would, I'd stomach it, but it wouldn't be fun. Oof! You can't miss you can't miss sugar with alcohol. No. It's already got too much alcohol in it. All right, chatting about question number three. When are you most inspired? I'm most inspired right after I get good news. Good news really like oh, opens up. Like if someone calls me and says like, you booked this gig or what you did got an award. Like that's when, because it requires you, life requires you to take the next step before the dreams you have open up farther ahead of that. So to know, like, oh, oh that's, hold on, hold on, hold on. I like I know, that. So, say that again. So the, everything that you Life want, reco- that's no, ahead I mean, of you. Clear. I just want to say it again. everything that's Life. ahead of you can uh-huh. only open up if you take the steps necessary to get toward it. So as you mm. get good news about something you've done or something you'll be doing, you know that you're closer on that ladder to your goal. So all of those things, mm, I love that. 
in the beginning, like if you think about your goals, your goals are usually like a single statement. Like I want to be a teacher or I want to own a dance studio or I want to be on the news. It's very general. But as you get closer to it, you get more specific with it. So I feel Mm. like feeling inspired opens up. It's more like I want to own a dance school where we specialize in this one thing. I want to be on the news Mm -hmm. talking about this exact experience. It's like you sort of brand your goals a little bit farther as you get closer. So that's the inspiration that brings me to that. So it's usually good news. And it's not just good news for me. It's also when I hear good news from my friends. And when I hear that a success has happened out of an introduction I've made. That oh, too. You're a good person. I'm like a little witch that puts people together and good <laughs> things happen. <laughs> do you love Hocus Pocus? Of course I do. My favorite. Halloween if I said no, I'd expect that you like pretended that the house was on fire and made me leave. I w- I'd be very upset. <laughs> be very upset. Um, you should come with me to my friend Michael's Halloween party. I'm in. 25th. It's great. Okay, let's go. It's super good. I'm going to invite Dawn too. Um, all right. Qu- chatting about a question number four. Weirdest place you've had sex or celebrity ch- crush. The sex thing. I'm like so would boring. You? But the celebrity crush thing would be Channing Tatum. Like everyone I date has been told once or seven times in their life that they look like Channing Tatum. You know what? Your boyfriend that you just showed me kind of looks like Channing Tatum. I know. Isn't He's really weird? hot. No, it's so interesting. I mean, your boyfriend, but I mean, Channing Tatum's really hot. Yeah. I, um, and you know he's good in bed because he dances. No, he's like, just you know so he's, cool. He's have so you great. met him? I'm sure you have. I have only because I went out, again, like same Amanda Bynes year. It was all like the same year of crazy. 2007, maybe this was. He's I went a partier, out, I've heard. I went a out to Tiger Heat, the gay bar. Oh, yeah. With Britney Spears and... Some other friends. You went out with with Britney. Yeah, we went to. So you're friends with Britney. Well, no, we were we were friends for like three months, but she was wonderful the whole time. Um, but I've wait. heard that about her. So we. Sorry, I I'm went trying with Britney. Not to, I'm trying not then, to queen out right now. You can't drop at the end of a gay man's podcast. I so I went I'm out so with sorry. Britney. I'm like going. What? No, I nearly, I nearly died. I like passed out when I knew that we were all going out. That Any was, gay this, man who says, "Oh, Britney, it was cool." I'm like, "Fuck you." You. Were this not is my cool. first night we hung out. And it was through a friend of mine who was doing her hair. I've and heard she's wonderful. Wait, she's fantastic. She, I once gave a blowjob to a guy who did her hair. Oh, boy. We'll talk about that in like 20 minutes. Oh, sorry. Um, so he invited me. I knew Brittany was going. She had friends coming. Those friends were friends with Jenna Dewan, Channing Tatum's wife. <gasps> but back then they were just dating, like new boyfriend, girlfriend. So when Jenna came, she brought Channing with her. So I was at the biggest gay bar in L.A. besides the Abbey having a dance party with like Brittany and Jenna Dewan and Channing Tatum's he had a beanie on. I'll never forget. He like sat in a corner at our table and just sort of observed us all got up and danced a little bit, but stayed under the radar. Nobody really knew who he was. Except and this for is me. like, this is like step up just happened. Yeah. And Brittany was huge, but this was like kind of before Brittany went off. This is three months before she shaved her head. So oh. I've gone through this timeline with many times. And then I like went to her house a couple times, like all these things happen. And then she disappeared and was supposed to be at my friend's birthday party. And that was the night she shaved her head. Mm. And I think she's lovely. She is. I find a lot of similarities with us, the way we socialize. And she was always sure that everyone in the room was having a great time, whether they needed like cupcakes or cocaine. That's because she's Southern. Yeah. It's, it's her. She's empathetic. Cocaine. I don't know what I'm she was. Kidding, I don't know. I'm I didn't see any of that. I don't no. do drugs. Never touched them. But I knew that there were things. That group of friends wasn't the most yeah. healthy. And I observed things and knew. But I knew that she was so empathetic that she needed everyone to be on her level of happiness, fed, 
you know, liquored up, like whatever she, she was doing, she wanted everyone else to experience it because it felt so good. Yeah. And I love that about her. Like if yeah. she was dancing, everyone was dancing. And I think that's why the world loves her. I think that she is that way to the camera and that's why we all get sucked in. It's because she needs to make sure we're all there with her. Mm. But now I catch myself like talking like her in interviews. I'm like, hello. Like I say shit that she says all the time. Oh my God. Such a fool. I wonder if like 10 years from now, I'll be like, yeah, I remember my friend Daniel. We went to the movies at the Grove. We had to share the seat. And then he cried. Like, and then he- all the during- it was a comedy. And he would sob whenever there was a joke. Uh, oh, boy. He no, said I'm, Seth Rogen reminded I- him of the abusive like, <laughs> priest he knew. I don't know. I don't know. You're not Catholic. Were you raised Catholic? I don't know. No, I, I went to church but hated it. Well, so I guess my celebrity crush is Channing Tatum. Okay. And I guess my other celebrity crush is Britney Spears. Okay, I agree with that. So, chatting medic question number five. What makes your heart happy? Seeing, observing success that I was a part of from the ground up, whether it's my own or someone else's, similar to the other question, Mm -hmm. where like, if I was with the person when they cried about always wanting this one thing, and then whether it's a year later or 10 years later, being there when that actually happens... Mm makes my heart happy because it proves that dreams come true and that if you stick with it, things happen. And if you keep friends around you, like I feel like I am, these things actually, you know, come to fruition. So that makes my heart happy. That brings a little tickle, mm. the tickle space. You're a real hard worker. I definitely like that's am important never to you. It seems I'm like, never off the clock. But it seems like work and perseverance of that is, do you ever feel like you, is it difficult for you to let go of work? Very difficult to let go of work. And it's also important to me to be nice the entire time you're working. To be nice and fun, which whatever you think is fun, be that mm-hmm. when you are at work. Because people will always want you around. And people you are working with clearly have similar goals. And whether they work for the same company or in the same job in the moment that they are forever or not. When they switch up the career and to go do whatever else it is, they'll have you on their mind. Because you were fun. You got the job done. You were nice. They'll keep pulling you into what they're doing. So as mm-hmm. you're working on your goals and they're working on theirs, you can then, you know, sew your goals together and make bigger goals. That makes my heart happy. You should be a life coach. I feel like you're better at this than I am. <laughs> no, Just you're saying. better. No, I'm better. But um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so that's it. That's the show, everybody. That's everything. We're gonna. We'll. Well, we're gonna do. Mm. Uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to do GDD, but we're going to do that on camera. So, um, so, but for, yeah, for this, that's it. We're going to say, tell people where they can find you, where they can find everything. My Daniel Musto. Two favorite places for you to keep in touch with me. Would you be, love the Instagram? I the Instagram. So there's at Daniel Musto, M U S T O, which is like, you watch me do everything from like, I'm on set doing a makeover or beautiful clothes on your Instagram. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Dressing my celebs, telling you where to get the clothes, but you'll also see me like making funny faces on my couch on a Sunday night. But then also because a lot of watch that video is great. So stupid. Right. Then a lot of people come to me and they say, I want to hear what you have to say about fashion outside of what you're actually working on. So I started the Mustover muse. It's Mm -hmm. at Mustover muse. It's me making over my muses, my friends, my clients Mm -hmm. in my favorite trends of the season and telling you not only what to wear, but where to wear it and how to be while you're wearing it. So when you do shop these trends, you're not just putting them in the closet and forgetting about them. You actually have a place to wear them. You have a feeling 
to experience while in the clothes. It's a full experience. So the must-over Ooh, music is really fun. So you can go on there and learn. And then... Well, that also I, reminds me, too. I'm not to, but no. I do want to ask you, like... So I want to talk a little bit about... A little bit about... Because it's what you do. I did this with Dawn. I talked about, mm-hmm. like, some of her beauty tips and stuff like that. So, I, you know, what are... It is October. Mm-hmm. It is fall. So what are, do you think, maybe for like um, like a good maybe fall must-have for like the 20-year-old woman, the 30-year-old woman, the 40 and the 50? You know, or, or, I don't know how. A must-have that goes across the board. Women, yeah. That could go across the board because there are variations of it. I love autumn florals. And that's, know you know, there's florals and you wear flower prints in the summer because it's a very summery, mm-hmm. summery thing. But what women don't realize is in the fall, there's a lot of floral prints out there that are in the colors of like the burnt oranges and purples and burgundies. And they almost have like the more autumn leaves mixed into it as well. Mm-hmm. So you can wear that and still feel fresh and colorful and still be mm-hmm. in a print. But be ready for autumn going into winter. And if you're a little bit younger, you can mix those prints. So you wear that floral with say a plaid or a stripe and do it like Clarissa explains it all style where you're mixing all these colors together. Or if you're a little bit older, you wear that floral, do it with like a sick crop blazer with a strong shoulder and some skinny jeans. And it's more, you know, you have a more power, you know, Mm. young lady looking outfit. And then if you're an older woman, you want to do like a blousant flowy dress in an autumn floral print. I don't know what blousant print. is. Blousant just means loose. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we eat, won't go there. I, we call that an eating dress. It means you can eat in it <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't show your belly. The sweet potato fries are allowed to go through your system yes, when you're in that dress. Yes, a blousant is an eating mm-hmm. dress, it's y'all. The, the blousant diet is eat anything you want. <laughs> so that's when, you know, you can wear something that's a little more flowy and fun and more like a blouse. The word blousant than the word blouse oh, comes out of that. Blouse. Because it's gotcha. So any go. other like... His eyes are wide. It's true. I know. I'm like, what? Any other fashion tips that you feel like you can impart on people? Um, well, we have... I have a lot of men listeners too. So it's not just women. Well, but, for women, know. one final thing is to make sure that your shoes are comfortable. Because no matter how cute they are, if you look ridiculous, it ruins the whole outfit. If you're hobbling along, like, you know. Nothing looks worse to me than a than a girl at one o'clock in the morning barely walking or even they wear this cute tight dress to show off everything and then they're walking barefoot on the mm-hmm. sidewalk that's trash it's horrible that's Don't our do job it. our job not yours yeah and for men a lot of people are like rolling up their pants or rolling up their sleeves there's a lot of rolling up happening and i'm oh. a huge fan of the roll up i love rolling up my sleeves and my white t-shirts because i feel like a greaser oh. but if you're rolling up your sleeves don't roll up your pants because some people oh. are like too anti-gravity and they're trying to make it look like I'm just carefree and it's too, too loosey goosey. Yeah, so either roll up your, and how, okay. I have a question actually. Mm-hmm. This is for me. So when I roll up my pants, do I do the, just, I take the pants and roll them up once or do I roll them up twice? Okay. Or three, if you're going to I don't know. If you're doing the single roll up on the pant, this goes to women and men. Make sure it's like at least a four to five inch cuff so that oh, it looks cuff. intentional. So it doesn't look like my jeans were too long. You oh. want to make it look more like I'm from the Wonder Years, not my jeans are too long. Oh, okay. So do that. And if you don't want to do that big of a cuff, then you do the double or triple roll. And if you're wearing like khakis, this is as a guy or a girl. If you want mm-hmm. that like J. Crew cuffed look, don't look at, don't look at your hands while you cuff. Because it'll be too perfect. You want to just like do it sloppily and quick. And if one's a little longer than the other, it's almost cool. Really? Mm-hmm. Promise. Oh, wow. You. I just I, changed everything. I do it too perfect. 
That's what I realized. So, um, I live, okay. I live down the street. I'll cuff your yeah, pants. You can go with it. Okay. So you talked about your Instagram. Where else can people find you? Um, you and you can see me. I do the insider all the time and I'm on Hallmark home and family yeah, doing makeovers and I go on talk shows and I do pop sugar. I do a lot of fun things where you can see my makeovers and my fashion advice and yeah, you know where to you're, find me. You're a very, very sweet person. And if you miss it, just go on my Instagram. You get the moment captured in one photo. Thank so you. So fun. You're I can't so wait sweet. to interview this boy. Oh, I have five Lord. questions for you oh, when we hang out. I, I need to think about this. Thank you for doing this. I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to me. Um, and thank you to Brittany and to Colleen and to Jim and to Penny. <laughs> really great questions. I know. Thank you. I really he actually, I love that you were so honest to all of you. Uh, yes, and Daniel said, he's like, are these real questions? I'm like, yeah, they're real. Because I've like, been on shows where they make up the questions. And he was like, these are really good questions. I was like, I know. So, but um, we, I, I say this every show, but I really mean it. I want one week to like come and get like 20 questions. But so far I get like three or four a week, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, which gives me the week. But send some questions, people. I need them. Even if um, they're about your friends, I don't care. Talk about their lives. And for the four of you, tweet us if you have additional questions yeah. on top of what oh, you've already yeah. asked. Because I feel like they might have things they want to say back. Yeah, you can tweet us. And, um, yeah, tweet Matt Marr and uh, your Twitter. At Daniel R. Musto. My yeah. middle name's Robert. Robert. The, another Daniel Musto. Robert. Robert, Robert. That's a little Cosby show. You should buy it. <laughs> um, so if you do have questions, go to www. Oh, I said three. Okay. www.talktomattmarr.com and you'll see the blog and podcasting. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And also, to go write a review on it on um, on iTunes. If you're um, if you're listening to this on your Android or you're listening to the web, you can actually download on Stitcher. They've been really great to me. They've tweeted out the shows a couple of times, so I really do want to support Stitcher. They're a great, great platform to listen to podcasts. They really, I think, have it going on. They're pretty awesome. Um, and I think that's about it. So I want to... Again, thank you, Daniel Musto. I appreciate you so much. And um, so stay tuned. Go to the website for GayDD. And we'll see you all next week. Adios, amigos. So yeah, do something nice for somebody this week, okay? Bye, y'all.